Well, uh, we want to thank the following sponsors to help you bring this week three action to you. And boy, it's a lot, and we're going to get a lot more to you. But we want to thank Iowa Tire, Fairfield, Iowa. Kyoto Transmission and Repair. Uh, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa. Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine. Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent, Kyoto, Iowa. Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Iowa. Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa. B&B Propane. R&B Breaks Facebook page of Dubuque, Iowa for the best sports cards in Iowa. Richardson's Tech Solutions of, of Richland, Iowa. Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of, of Kyoto and surrounding areas. And the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. Well, it's time for Beat the Round Guy with Scotty Melvin. Scotty, welcome back to the program. Hey, good evening, Dave. How are you? Well, um, week one, two, and three, there was just one awesome kick-ass matchup after the other. But this week, uh, uh, not so much. It's uh, that part of the season already where some of the stuff's been sorted out, you know, or at least uh, a little bit. I mean, we kind of know who's, who's got some inside tracks to some some bigger things and, and, and some insight on those that are kind of still in a rebuild mode. And it looks to me like a lot of those teams are going at each other this week, uh, across the area. Well, um, but there is some, and, and, and you don't, Scott doesn't have as much time as normal. So we'll go with this kind of quickly. Uh, but here's a good matchup. Uh, Grinnell Tigers coming down to, to face the Washington demons. Uh, uh, you got any thoughts on this game, Scott? It's going to be a tough one. Um, Grinnell, had a big win last week um, and they really put it to their opponent. I'm trying to figure out who that is real quick. Yeah, well, uh, somebody, uh, um, they've had a couple wins that really impressed me this year. They got the win over Oskaloosa. Um, but I don't know what to think about Grinnell uh, because they, they put a 40 point win over Oskaloosa a, a week ago, but then they lost Bondurant Farrar, who is a really good rated uh, 3A team. Uh, 40 to nothing the week before that. And then Grinnell in week one eked out a win over a very mediocre uh, center point Urbana team. <laughs> so this one is uh, real hard to predict. It's in Washington. That helps the demons. Um, they love to win at Case Field. I, I think if uh, Logan McDowell's on, I think if he's getting things done with his feet, I think if he's making the throws and Mason Morgan's hauling down some passes and that defense is, is up to snuff, I think uh, – Washington's got a good shot at winning this one at home. But I will say the fact that Oskaloosa's beaten uh, Washington there in week one and Grinnell just put it, put them away 46 to six a week ago, um, you know, comparing that common opponent would make you think Grinnell's got the edge here. Well, um, I got the, I got a poll up on this. I'm kind of wanting to see where we're at. Okay. So, uh, okay. It's uh 58% say uh, Grinnell, 42% say Washington. So it's kind of close. Um, yeah. You, you, you know, I, I, that's why I'm glad I called you, Scott, uh, because you uh, – uh, um, I thought Grinnell was a lot tougher than that, to be honest with you. So uh, um, maybe this is a good matchup and uh, uh, well worth a, a, a trip to Case Field to see a nice home game then. Yeah, I, I agree, and it's one that, uh, man, I 
I'm a little disappointed I'm not going to make it. I, I'm close to Washington. I'm, a, I'm on the Washington Community School staff, <laughs> so I'd like to get to some Demon games this year, but as luck is having it, uh, some of the bigger games have been taking place so far elsewhere. Uh, so this will be one I'll just be keeping my ear on, uh, KCII. All right. Well, um, I think we talked about that one enough. Uh, here's kind of a, an interesting one. The Mid-Prairie Golden Hawks are hosting the, the West Burlington Falcons, and I do have a pull on that. And yeah, this one? Well, go ahead. Okay, so uh, in this one, Mid-Prairie is favored 61.5% to, to West Burlington's 38.5%. West Burlington, Notre Dame. I think that's fair, given the recent uh, developments we saw, say, a week ago. You know, both teams lost. Um but West Burlington, Notre Dame lost to a winless West Liberty team, which hadn't so far seemed to have much teeth a uh, couple, three weeks into the season. Mid-Prairie, on the other hand, has reminded me a lot of last year's Sigourney Kyoto team where they've, they've lost their three games, but they've been competitive. They've been against really good opponents. Um, so it's it, their 0-3 record's really misleading. So, But this game is another one that's kind of a toss-up, one that'll be great treat for the uh, the fans that go see it because I think this one's going to have a lot of intrigue as well. Um, looking at the preview, you've got some really good players going at it. West Burlington's 2-1 and one on the season, by the way. I mean, they've got that going for them. And then if you look at the history of these two matchups all time, Mid-Prairie is 11-0 and against the West Burlington Notre Dame Falcons. But last year was the closest one in the history of this uh, this series where Mid-Prairie pulled out a 28-18 to 18 win, can West Burlington get over the hump this year and uh, pull out their first win against the Golden Hawks? Well, I, I like this. I think this matchup has the potential to be the, one of the best ones of the night. Uh, I think, too. Um, uh, uh, West Burlington uh, 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 slowed down a little bit week three. But week one and two, they moved the ball a lot. They got a great quarterback. They got some receivers. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, this would be uh, – a potentially high-scoring game. What do you think? I think it could be. I think it could be a lot like the the track race uh, that Mid Prairie uh, got into with Sigourney Kyoto last week, especially if West Burlington Notre Dame's uh, back on track. I don't know what happened last week. I haven't read the article. I came across one, and I haven't looked at it yet. But with a, with a kid like Caden Schwinker back there and some of the weapons West Burlington Notre Dame's got, I can't see any reason why they wouldn't be able to put up some points against Mid Prairie. Uh, the question is, will it be enough? Um, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun one to to follow. All right. Well, I want to mention there's a couple sponsors. Uh, Mid Prairie and Washington have the same two sponsors, and it's uh, Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent in Kyoto, Iowa, and Kyoto Transmission and Repair. There. Uh, all right. Well, uh, here is one of the matchups. Uh, uh, we'll go down the list here. Uh, uh, Wapolo and Van Buren. Uh, um, 58% say Wapolo, 52% say Van Buren, but uh, a few more votes uh, one way or another could, could switch that back around. Um, uh, uh, I like this matchup, Scott. What do you think? Well, I think it's got the potential to be a really good game, a real entertaining game. Um, if I'm picking, and I haven't been doing a lot of that uh, this year because it's just it's too tough and and, and – uh, not worth my time, I guess, but uh, this one here, I, I just got the sneaky suspicion that Wapolo is trending up. I think Van Buren is too, but uh, I, I feel like uh, 
Waffle's got a slight edge in this one. I don't know why. I've been listening to the coaches' interviews and stuff, and I really like what I'm hearing from from the Wapolo coach. And uh, so I don't know. It's just kind of got me a little bit of Indian fever here. Well, uh, uh, Van Buren Warriors are brought to you by Flint Cliffs Manufacturing, a, a metal fabrication shop there in uh, Burlington, Iowa. Uh, um, did you know the Did you hear the Wapolo Indians listen to the podcast as a whole team together? I did. I, I did hear Coach say that. Uh, yeah, that was that's pretty cool. Well, Scotty, I, I'm I'm a, a coin flipper on this game. Um, yeah, the games in Kiyosaka, um help that helps Van Buren. That definitely helps Van Buren. But think about it: whoever wins this game is going to have two conference wins and be two and two in the first four, and uh, uh, the other other team is going to have tough sledding from here on out. What do you think? Yeah, um, honestly, both teams are going to have tough sledding in, in that district that's fairly top-heavy with uh, three teams, in my opinion. So far, uh, things could change. But, uh, yeah, the one that loses this one's going to certainly be uh, way behind the eight ball and probably looking to, you know, play for pride and uh, pile up as many wins as they can get and, and look to next year. Well, if you want to vote in this, go to the go to Round Guy Radio on Twitter or go to David Johnson on Twitter. uh, uh, uh. And, and there's a whole bunch of games up here. We're going to go over the next one. Another sponsored team, the Fairfield Trojans, uh, who are sponsored by Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa, and the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa. Soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. Uh, Trojans off to a dang good start, and they are way ahead in this poll as 92.9% uh, uh, picking the Trojans and 7.1% for uh, Keokuk. Um, well, fair, you, you got them in the power five, but coming off a great big win off of Washington, they're really looking good this year. Uh, um, just a, a one one loss on the season, but a, a, a hard-fought game there too. It is, um, and I think uh, myself included, a lot of us are looking to Fairfield as the – as maybe even a heavy favorite in this one. But as old Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friend. When you look at the tail of the tape on this one, Keokuk has a stud at quarterback that's putting up all kinds of numbers. Uh, they're scheduled to date. Not super tough, but um, nothing. Well, I mean, it's a little tough. I mean, they, they did drop a tumble, a 5A school that's not uh, terrible as far as Southeast Yeah, they just got it. They put a win on the board, yeah, so – they got they a big did. win against the Tumwa. Uh, they they had a, just a, a three point really tough loss uh, uh, to Burlington last week. Uh, look, all these and, and and every coach in in that three A area uh, is telling me, you know, there ain't a hill of beans difference between Kyoto and Washington and Fort Madison and and Fairfield. And each one of these teams could easily just spend the whole season knocking each other off. Yeah, it's the old school 3A Southeast Iowa 7 or whatever you guys call it. Uh, that was it. I've been watching my entire uh, tenure here in Iowa. These guys, are, it's a slobber knock every Friday night between them all. And the one that's got my – the one um, tidbit on the schedule for Kikuk that's really got my attention is the fact they lost only by two touchdowns to a, a generally very stellar uh, Pella Dutch uh, program up there. <laughs> that's – I know Pella's not quite on the level they were when they were winning state championships consecutively, but um, it's still one of those kind of, uh, I don't know, watermark-type games for me when any of our schools play those guys in this sport 
and Keokuk held their own against them. Um, barely lost, like you said, to Burlington a week ago. This game could be trouble for Fairfield. This will be hard fought. It's, it's great that it's at Fairfield. It's homecoming, which, depending on which side of this opinion you fall on, some coaches don't like homecoming. You know, too many distractions gets the players kind of uh, out of their normal mindset with all the activities and things going on. Um, sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes it's something that the players really dig in for. You know, they want that homecoming victory and all that. So we'll see how things go. But um, I like what I heard uh, with your interview there from from Coach Wheaton. I like that he moved his son, Sam, to quarterback. I think he's too good of an athlete to not have the ball in his hands a lot. And now he's going to have it a lot. Uh, and whether he throws well or not, not such a big deal for Fairfield's offense with Wyatt Johnson hammering away from the fullback there, uh, Case and Miller breaking off some big stats uh, rushing-wise. Fairfield set up, in my opinion, to win this game, but it's going to be tough. Linville Soy made a change at quarterback during the season. Pekin made a change at quarterback during the season. Like Winfield Mount Union made a change at quarterback. Uh, um, Fairfield made a change at quarterback. And every single one of them changes was a hit. Yeah, uh, you got to like coaches that are willing to uh, experiment a little bit if they think something might work better. And it's not that the kids that that got maybe moved to another spot weren't doing the job, but if if they can serve their team better in another spot and another kid can come in and and serve the team better at the quarterback spot, why not make that change? Why not be fluid and uh, see what see what happens? And I, I think this one's a really good one for Fairfield. We'll see how it plays out. Well, um, I'm going to go ahead and go to that game, and uh, we're going to get a little varsity play-by-play. Uh, uh, the, the games that I can watch really aren't going to be that, you know, um, you know, basically Sigourney, uh, uh, SK, uh, and, 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 Car- uh, and Cardinal. It's not a, a must-see for me, you know. Plus, sometimes yeah. I just like to get out there, Scotty. I just love to go to football games, don't you? I mean, uh, well, you, you would never give up your, your night, your Friday night, would you? Since I was a teenager, uh, that's the way I relax at the end of a week um, in the fall as I go to the, the games. I pick one out. It used to be my old high school. But <laughs> at some point in time, living here in Iowa, it's generally the community I live in. Sometimes if there's a special player or a team around, I'll go follow them every Friday night. I get a chance, but that's the way I, that's the way I like to relax after a long week uh, of work and everything else. And, and uh, I like to just sit there in the stands and take it all in. Well, uh, you'll like this, Scotty. It's eighties night uh, um, on round guy radio there at Fairfield as it's a uh, class. Oh, okay. 80, I think the class of 88 uh, reunion is that night. And we're going to have some people in there from there. And I've also got, uh, I'm going to give a phone call pregame uh, with uh, uh, one of the former coaches, uh, athletic directors at Fairfield, Brad Rose. Uh, um, just everyone uh, associated with uh, knows about Brad Rose. I know he took a tumble to a state championship in football. Um, just a great coach and, and, and a guy who's contributed a lot to sports, both as a player and administrator and as a coach. Uh, uh, and Don Mazinski, who was a, uh, the same class as me, uh, uh, we're going to sit and talk. We're going to talk about Milt Jackson and Walt Dabner and, and Pearl Smith's program that, that we were all a part of. And I'm going to try to tie it all back to this Fairfield team because I see uh, uh, the old Fairfield uh, um, style of football coming back together and, and, and some winning ways and stuff. So I think that's going to be kind of exciting. But uh, – uh, we talked enough about that. I know you don't have as much time as normal. So uh, we're going to move on to the round guy game of the week. Uh, and this is Columbus hosting Pekin. Um, 
I am surprised at the results here. It's a, a 89% for Columbus and 11% for Pekin. Um, it is a tall order, but Pekin is ranked, uh, or, or Pekin is number 13 uh, in the AP this week. Um, they're 3-0. and uh, They have a multiple, multiple ways to score. A lot of weapons. Um, Dahlstrom, uh, Adams, uh, downtown Robert Brown has been putting the ball in the end zone. Um, talk to me about Pekin, and uh, um, do they have enough to at least play with this uh, with the real big boys? I think that they do. Um, Columbus has them at home this year. That's great. I, I have this feeling it's going to be similar to last year. Um, if Pekin's defense is a little bit more stout than they were a year ago, maybe Columbus won't score so fast. I think that had something to do with things uh, the way they went, at least in the first half last season up there at Pekin, where Columbus was scoring so fast, the defense was gassed and, and letting Pekin score back. And so we had this back and forth thing and uh, Columbus finally got it under control in the second half. Now this year, Columbus has some youth in the defensive backfield. These kids are very talented. And uh, I've enjoyed watching him play. I, I've watched the younger Kaleberg boy, Tyson, uh, really come on as a defensive back there. Having said that, he's young and his mates back there are young. Pekin's been throwing the ball like crazy. How's that matchup going to go? Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see. I have no doubt Columbus is going to do what they do. Caden Amagon's going to get you 200 yards, 300 yards, uh, whatever they choose to uh, get out of him, they're going to get. Um, so it's going to be a matter of keeping up with the Wildcats, I think, for most teams. That's what we saw with Lisbon a week ago, and uh, it's tough to do. Um, I do give Pekin, as you said in the, in the interview with Coach Weber, or, well, I think he said it in a different interview, but that term, a puncher's chance, they certainly have one. Columbus, um, goals that they've set out for themselves still very much in reach, but I'll tell you what, if they were to drop this game, that would put a huge damper on it, so they should be playing with a chip on their shoulder backs against the wall a little bit, attitude, and I expect to see those boys do that, which will make things tougher for Pekin. Um, I don't know. This is a, this is a, a toss-up game, but I, I believe so much in Columbus that if I had to make a pick, I'd probably give them the edge here. They're at home. Um, well, they I definitely got the edge. They're home. They're, they're, they got Caden Amagon, you know, um, uh, but Pekin's a powerhouse and coming in there with a lot going on for themselves and and uh, um, I'm not writing them off either. I'm not either, and I'll tell you, I'll just put it simply. The football we know is a game of matchups, and sometimes you can be the better team talent-wise and all that stuff, but you don't match up well man-to-man -man with the, the guys across from you and they get you, and this could have that kind of flavor to it. I'm interested to see how it plays out. I'll be there. Yeah, and Scotty Melvin will be there. Uh, uh, Jeff Mills and will be there getting some real smart highlights on some really great players. And um, uh, I think this is a great opportunity. Uh, last year's game, I was at last year's game. It was at Pekin. It was all, it was like on Halloween or real close to it. And, and it was raining and there was a mist. And and Caden Amagon wound, wound up coming in for seven touchdowns. But he only needed about six of those touchdowns to win that game. Uh, I thought the last one was just showing off. But Pekin fought them. Uh, they scored a touchdown on the last play of the game. As as yeah. the as the well, you know, I mean, it's just they just kept coming, and uh, uh, Coach Weber has them going good. So that's going to be a, a really great game. So, uh, well, uh, uh, I'm going to go a little bit. I'll, I'll throw you a little curveball, Scotty. Uh, 
But it, um, um, we talked to the coach today. Linville's always playing Madrid. Uh, I think Madrid uh, looked like they were also a, a ranked team in the uh, um, AP's poll that I saw today. Uh, Madrid's not only ranked. They beat a highly regarded close game, but they beat a highly regarded and ranked Mount Air a week ago. Um, with quarter down harder being out for Linville Sully, this one has all the makings of uh, a game that might be way more interesting than Coach Parkinson wants it to be, and I think that it will be. Um, let's see, let's see how Linville Sully does without their leader uh, on, on the team. As far as I'm concerned, with with quarter being out against uh, what will likely be, if not the toughest team on their schedule in the regular season, is certainly one of because they've got Mount Air Lumen as well. Um, on the schedule, but uh, those are some high caliber teams in Madrid. Uh, probably still a little, little sting from last season when they got uh, bounced pretty hard by Linville Sully in what was, I think, maybe the the, the best uh, district matchup of the uh, of the season in that particular district. And Linville Sully uh, had no trouble. Um, this Friday, I think it's going to be a little different. Well, um, Linville Sully's home, so that should help them. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, uh, Linville Sully, um, even as great as Carter, uh, a quarter down harder is, uh, uh, they're not a one, one trick pony over there. Uh, oh, no, definitely not. And, and, and the coach told me they, you know, he brought in some other kid and, and they rolled up 325 yards on the ground or something, uh, uh between a combination of some players, uh, uh, and some of them doing pretty well, five yards of carry, eight yards of carry, nine yards of carry, um, some good stuff. So we'll see. Uh, uh, Madrid will be at that. Hey, so that's a great game. So the, the poll we got here says uh, 62 and a half for Linville Sully, 32, uh, 37 and a half for Madrid. So uh, uh, we got that going. Well, here's another one. Uh, uh, um, this is a tall, you know, th- this is a big ask. Uh, Fort Madison has three big asks in a row. Uh, they're playing Williamsburg. Uh, is Williamsburg number one? Yes. So they got number one. Uh, um, now, Williamsburg 2A, right? Williamsburg is 3A. 3A now? Uh, okay. They're so, 3A, but they, they own a victory over number, what was at the time, uh, number one, 4A, Cedar Rapids Xavier. Uh, I think it's Williamsburg's state title will lose <laughs> at this point. There will be a couple of challengers for sure, but uh, my gosh, they are loaded. This is going to be a real tall order, a tall order for Fort Madison. The good news is, though, this is a tune-up, and they'll get to see the best team uh, in the state, well, one of anyway, in all classes, uh, bef- ahead of going into that district part of things where they've got to face a, a Davenport Assumption and a Mount Vernon team that are that are state-ranked. Yeah. Um, Williamsburg moved up a class, and they're still number one. Uh, Van Meter moves up a class, and they're still number oh. one. Grundy Center oh. moves up a class, and they're still yeah. number one. Uh um, yeah, maybe they need to keep moving these, these teams up, you know, uh, get them in a class where they, they, uh, got somebody that can compete with them, I guess. But the, the, uh, it's a 90 to 10, uh, uh, Williamsburg leaning on the pole. Uh, uh, no slight to Fort Madison here. Fort Madison's a great team. Uh, Williamsburg is just, we all know. They're, they're, no, they're number well, 11 in the AP. They are, and I think it's well deserved. I think it's correct. Um, I probably have them in the and top ten. And they're only out of it by one point, too. If they had one more vote, they'd be tied with number ten. You know, I I was thinking about this today. I was listening to your uh, interview with Coach Doherty, and uh, I'm a guy who is 
99% of the time, not for moral victories, but anybody that goes up against a Williamsburg, if you can go up against them, butt heads and make a good accounting for yourself, um, give them a good hard fight for quarters. That's a moral victory to me. And I think Fort Madison certainly has that ability. Um, I don't know what the path to victory would be, it would, uh, you know, and that goes for anybody. But, uh, you know, they well, they've uh, got a good receiver and a good quarterback, and maybe they could make some connect on some big passes uh, like they did against Centerville. Um, really run some good routes and, 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 and had some well, you know, well timed passes. Uh, maybe a little luck here and there, maybe a turnover or something, but uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. So. It is. Fort Madison's is good or better than a Clear Creek Amana. And, uh, yeah, you know, Williamsburg put them away, but Clear Creek Amana got three scores on them. And I, I could see Fort Madison doing that or better. Well, that, that would be something. Well, um, this uh, quite uh, too much to talk about, but uh, um, Burlington is heading to Mount Pleasant. Uh, the polls got uh, 66.7 for uh, uh, Burlington and 33 for Mount Pleasant. Um, uh, uh, but I, I don't think, I, I think Burlington's going to be too much for him over there. But if, if Johnny Bowen can score enough points, uh, uh, he can make it interesting. Well, let's, let's look at the tail of the tape here because there is a player I want to really spotlight from Mount Pleasant that has shined. And that's uh Jura Turner wide receiver, defensive back. This kid, uh, is, is a burner and uh, can hurt you in a lot of ways, including special teams. Uh, so there, if there's a path to victory for Mount Pleasant in any game this year, it's getting the ball in his hands and seeing, seeing what he can do. Um, man, he's, uh, like I said, listed as a wide receiver, but he's, he's leading the team in rushing. <laughs> so, you know, he's, he's the kid that, uh, is going to make Mount Pleasant go. And if they're going to have success, it's going to be because the ball's in his hands and, uh, he's definitely done some special things with it when he has it, but you're right. It's going to be a tall order for Mount Pleasant. They are starting from scratch there with Johnny Bowen, but I like what he's done so far. And that 0-3 record, um, they've been a lot more competitive than I thought they'd be, honestly. Well, they're, they're put, other than, than against uh, uh, Tipton, they, did, they put points on the board in the other games. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, I'm just going to quickly go through. i got three more. I want to go through them real quick because we're about to the 30-minute point and uh, got about five minutes left here. Uh, here's yeah. an interesting Saturday matchup uh, as the Tri-County team folded and Winfield Mount Union goes out there and picks up a game with the Montezuma Braves. Uh, uh, and it's going to be uh, what, two or two o'clock or three, three o'clock start over there in Montezuma Saturday. Yeah. Uh, um, and believe it or not, that's a 50, 50 on that poll. Uh, it ain't been up that long, but uh, um, actually uh, Montezuma's a, a, a rocking team. Uh, uh, they, they, they lost a, a high flying game at the last minute to uh uh, 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 what's his name? Helmick up there in uh, uh, Moravia. Uh, but they beat somebody uh, 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 really impressive too early, and they put a lot of points on the board. This could be fun, Scott. Yeah, uh, they did beat Southeast Warren, um, which surprised me. They lost to Moravia, who's been kind of all over the map um, as far as I'm concerned, performance-wise. Winfield Mount Union has not. They've been rock steady. They are some extreme athletes that are really hitting their stride. Uh, game to game, that was an impressive demolition of Waco up there at Winfield Mount Union the other night. Um, you know, the, the, the pollsters may be splitting this down the middle, but I'm not. 
I got Wolves all the way. You got the well, uh, uh, the most impressive uh, team I've seen in the last three years, at least on that one day. Uh, um, but still, I, I think it could be fun to watch. It would definitely be a lot more fun than it would have been uh, in the county game. I yeah. mean, there's no doubt about it. And this could be uh, a lot of scoring. This could be, uh, you know, Montezuma's got some speed and some athletes. Um, they're no slouch. They're <laughs> certainly uh, experienced in, uh, you know, making postseason runs and things here recently. Um, yeah, it, it could be. Uh, let's put it this way. I want to watch it. Uh, I'm not sure what my Saturday is going to bring, but if I can get that thing loaded on my phone, I'll have my eyes on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, um, if my daughter doesn't have her baby and uh, if the creeks don't rise and the, uh, uh, the wife uh, uh, lets me out of the house, I'm going to slide over there and watch that myself. I've been to Montezuma before years ago. Uh, Waco upset him. Back in the 11-man days when Montezuma was in that district and uh, they were like number two in the state and Waco come up there and beat him and I was there for it. Uh, it's a neat little uh, facility, a cool little town. Um, you'll like it if you make it up there. It's a bit of a drive, but uh, yeah, it's, there's a lot of history there. And as far as football goes, and uh, it was a good time. It's one of my, uh, one of my uh, favorite memories from years ago uh, watching small Iowa football. Well, I really enjoyed the – I enjoyed their fans. Uh, Remember when they came to, to Waco? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then, then I was interviewing <laughs> to the fans, and they were cool people, man. And they, they, they're a sport, and they got a high-flying team, um, which seems to be the only kind of teams that went to my Union Wolves play. Yeah. And All right. Well, I got three more, and I think we'll just knock them out real quick here. Uh, Central Lee um, – Central Lee makes a, an appearance uh, in the top 10, either seventh or ninth um, in the AP poll that I saw. Uh, I looked over a, a little briefly earlier today. Um, a lot of power five teams uh, either in the in the polls or uh, um, on the edge getting votes anyway, uh, including a Wilton Beavers at number three in the AP. So uh, um, a lot of teams uh, we're following and you're talking about are, are – we're getting a little uh, respect out there. I gotta be honest that, uh, and again, it's gonna sound like I'm constantly running Central Lee down, but their history and the fact that the, you know they're they're definitely on the upswing, and I love it, and I love to see that they're getting recognition. It's just that I want to see them beat somebody really good. You know, that's when you've made it for me. And right now, their their front end of the schedule is is loaded with teams that I think are just you know weaker level competition. Um, than what they're going to face later in the season. And so I'm, I'm kind of reserving judgment there. Having said that, like you said, you're beating the teams in front of you. They're undefeated. They've got themselves, a, I believe, a number nine state ranking in some of the polls. They, they're in my power poll. Um, they've earned their way into it, and I, and I love that for them. I hope they can keep it up, and I think they certainly will uh, Friday night. I think this is another very winnable game uh, for them. And, and the, good, the good thing about this for a team and a program like Central Lee that's get you know kind of new to winning. Yeah, it builds confidence. Yeah, maybe it's not top level competition, but those wins piling on, it builds confidence um, heading into those bigger games that are coming. And uh, you know maybe that'll help them get over the hump in those, and uh, they'll really raise some eyebrows at that point. But they are winning those games, and they're winning the games by margins. You'd like to see them win the games by, and uh, uh, they're building a record. They're building some data, um, and look at where they're at, man. I mean. You think it, it, it hurts those those Donaldson 
uh, community people uh, to to look in the, the polls and see Central Lee's name in the in the state polls. Yeah, I you know it, I'm I'm a little I, I don't know how else to describe it, Dave. I'm a little shocked by it. Um, like I said, putting them in a my local little uh, power five, you know, for fun is one thing, but that's just ranking teams that are in this one tiny little corner of the state uh, to see them in a statewide poll in their class. That's uh, I was kind of shocked. I don't know about you. Well, I don't know if they'll be there at the end, but uh, I do think that they deserve to be there based on what they've done this season. Yeah, I mean, what, what you know, it's it's like I said when I decided I was going to do the power five thing. I said, what for? What have you done for me lately? Thing. Well, you're three and zero. There aren't that many undefeated teams left in any class, especially theirs, I believe. I was looking at that on uh, one of Bounds' uh, posts the other day, and, and to be honest, there are not a lot of undefeated teams out there already just three to four weeks into the season, depending on you know if you've got a week zero game in there. But uh, And that, that, that deserves some respect if you're still one of them standing there. And I'm going to turn something around on you here, Scotty. And I'm oh, going to say they haven't not beat a, a really good team yet. You know? Well, I mean that's true, but uh, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna die on the hills that I stand on. And uh, no. Leave it at that. <laughs> uh, anyway, I was just, uh, um, but but here's a, a game that could be a good game, uh, and it will have major implications in the district, and that's Bella Christian and Pleasantville. Uh, uh, the voters have that a eighty percent a fellow Christian Eagles uh, victory. It is a home game. Uh, I imagine that's a pretty tough place to play, um, but Pleasantville, uh, a pretty solid team too. Yeah, the, you know they'd worry me a little bit if I was uh, Pella Christian. Pella Christian's licking their wounds after an absolute drubbing at the hands of Grundy Center. Uh, Pleasantville certainly not on that level, but you know they they gave Linville Soley all they wanted, who's top ranked in their class a week ago. Uh, this is yeah, I think Linville Soley was number one in that AP poll too. They are. They've, they've moved up. Um, you know, West Hancock got beat, which is a, a shocker. Um, but, hey, <laughs> there's a lot of that going on. All right. Well, um, where, where are you at on this game, though? Oh, boy, I, I'm going to go Pellet Christian. I It's hard for me to pick against them outside of them playing someone like a Grundy Center or maybe even a Sigourney Kyoto, uh, who seem to have their number. But Pleasantville um, – I think they have made improvements and strides, not knowing a lot about them, but just seeing how they've performed in that district they play in against uh, our Sigourney Kyoto team and, and Pella Christian there. And I think they continue to do that. I think this is a, this would be a landmark game for them if they were to pull it out. I don't think they're quite there yet, though. Well, I'll tell you what, if they want to take a step forward in this district, uh, um, they need to beat some of these Sigourneys, uh, yeah. uh, SKs, uh, um, Pella Christians, uh, these kind of teams. So, I give them a puncher's chance, but I mean, yep. I, uh, particularly since the game's in in uh, in that beautiful Pella Christian uh, football field, um, I, I give them a somewhat of an edge just for that. And uh, well, uh, uh, I guess there is, there's a couple more games here. I forgot uh, Waco and HLV. Um, I don't know. Uh, um, it's a hundred percent Waco uh, in this game. Waco's at home. Um, it did seem like HLV had a nice win earlier that I seen. Uh, uh, I don't know exactly what they've been doing, but it might be a good game to go see. Maybe. Um, I think Waco's going to get back 
you know, right back on track here. Um, I think outside of somebody with the firepower and the, and the muscle of a, of a Winfield Mount Union, um, Waco is going to be, you know, they're going to be my favorite most weeks. And this is, this is one that's no different. Um, I just don't think HLV is quite on that level. They are 0-4. Um, and yeah, the only game they've been in was against Calamus Wheatland, who has been kind of a punching bag in eight-man. And they beat HLV. So I don't give HLV, you know, without sounding uh, like a complete negative guy here, but I don't give them a puncher's chance against the Warriors. <laughs> well, the uh, uh, not many people get that against them. Uh, uh, they're no. awful good, awful good at home. And um, uh, you certainly wouldn't want to play them a week after they they, they didn't look so good. So they want to get back get get back yeah. on their horse, and I think they'll they'll do that here. Um, uh, the Waco Warriors are brought to you by Eichelberger Farms. Uh, and uh, the Wilton Beavers are taken on Peckman. Wilton Beavers, uh, sponsored by Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine. Uh, um, I thought this might be a little bit worth talking about. So we're just going to finish off talking about this game. Yeah, I, I looked at uh, this one um, on Bound just to kind of, uh, as I say, look at the tail of the tape a little bit. And uh, Dyersville Beckman, they're they're winless, but it's it's a little bit misleading. Um, you look at their their schedule, and it is absolutely loaded these first three weeks. Man, they have lost to Columbus Catholic, they've lost to Monticello, and they were shut out and, and pretty much blown out in both those games. And uh, then they lost pretty handily to Alburnett. But man, those are three really tough opponents out of the gate for Beckman Catholic. So you can kind of throw those out. Having said that, I don't think it's going to be a whole lot different <laughs> outcome uh, than playing Wilton at Wilton uh, Friday night. I see this game probably playing out a lot like the one Beckman Catholic had against Alburnett. They're going to be overmatched. I think this is another win for Wilton. I think they'll be off to a, a 4-0 start here and, and riding high as they uh, start getting into the the – more difficult part of their schedule. Well, Beckman is a long ways uh, uh, away from the Round Guy Radio area, uh, but um, the Round Guy Radio fans have spoken, and it's a 100% Wilton uh, prediction anyway. Uh, um, uh, but the the predictions only come true at the end of the game. Uh, but but uh, uh, I think as long as uh, – oh, and uh, you remember um, – uh, a come up with the baby face assassin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, for Owen Hassel. Well, it turns out Owen Hassel already has a nickname, and it's way better than that. And I think I'm going to switch it if if, okay. if that's all right with you and, and the other people listening. Well, I suppose so. If he's already established something, we got to probably. Well, go uh, it, um, uh, you know, if, if, if the old nickname is better than the new nickname, I'll go with that. And if the new. New nickname works better. Uh, I'll stay with that, but uh, we're going with Quadzilla. How about that, Scott? You like that? I do. I like Quadzilla. Uh, that's a throwback uh, term to a famous bodybuilder that had freak genetics <laughs> uh, back in the 80s, this guy. and I can't remember his name right offhand, but they called him the Quadzilla, the Quadfather, all that stuff. That, that's <laughs> generally a fellow that's got some big thighs and is really strong, and that's a great thing to have for a running back. With a pair of, with a powerful grimace and a terrible sound, he brings the steady high tension wire down. 
Quadzilla! Man, that is cool. Oh, uh, well, I think we lost Scott, so uh, I guess we'll call it a day. Thanks, thanks for being with us. Flint Cliffs Manufacturing is a full-service metal fabrication shop located in beautiful Burlington, Iowa. Flint Cliffs is now hiring for welders, painters, and machine operators. For both first and second shift, call 319-752-2781.